When I look at a picture of planet Earth taken from space, I don't see a big blue marble or a giant multicolored beach ball. I see a giant pizza with blue cheese and garlic cream sauce, and all the living creatures are trying to get their slice of the pie. I'm Steve Fisher, and this is Life Slices. Food is our common ground, a universal experience. Noted chef James Beard said that. Creskin J. Torres uses it to get to know America and its inhabitants. A rideshare driver by profession, Torres travels the country sharing meals and life with strangers to make friends from all walks of life and posts about it on social media as the rideshare foodie. The audio is a little gnarly in places since he was in his car, his home on wheels, when we spoke. He's my guest on Life Slices. So my guest today on Life Slices is Creskin J. Torres, and I'm going to start you with an easy, I hope an easy question. Who is Creskin J. Torres? Who is Creskin J. Torres? Uh, Very imaginative, compassionate, uh, curious, curious kind of guy. Curious a lot of things. Oh, I was just saying, I'm, I'm curious about a lot of things. I have a uh, huge curiosity about uh, so many things, especially now after travel so much. That that can be great, unless you're a cat. As the old saying goes, curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> yeah. What exactly is the rideshare foodie? So basically, um, I just combined it doing a rideshare, uh, you know, your basic Uber and Lyft. Um, I will say, why not combine it with, uh, you know, blogging you know, doing vlogs for uh, different restaurants when I combine the two. Then what inspired you to begin this journey? Uh, I wanted to experience the real America, you know, um, throughout my childhood, I grew up, you know, you see most of what you get from other places from what you see on movies, uh, TV, uh, news, and I wanted to experience it for myself. But, but there were a lot of different ways you could experience it. So how did this way evolve? Um, because I want, I thought, I thought of what is, what is something, what is one thing that a lot of people either haven't done or would do, and that's like drive around the United States. There's, there's billionaires and millionaires that have done. It. Everybody eats. Exactly. A, were you an a common ground? That's what I say. Were you an Uber driver first, or did you choose that to support your rideshare foodie venture? Oh no, I was a I was a uh, Uber driver. Well, a Lyft driver first, and then I started with Uber. But you know, I started doing rideshare first in 2016, um, and then I did that for a year. Uh, and I was I took a birthday trip. I took a birthday trip to uh, Georgia, and I was just playing around with the app, and I started getting trips while I was in Georgia. You see, so that's when I figured I was like, <laughs> you know, I could do it in other you know states or cities. I didn't even know at that time, you know, when I first started, I, I didn't even know I could do it in D.C. And that's still, you know, part of Maryland. Uh, so once I figured that out, you know, my mind started. That's just how my mind is. I'm just like, well, if I can do it here, I'm like, I probably could take a road trip to do this, you know. So. And you started in Baltimore, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, four years. Is that, where, is, is that where you grew up? Born and raised. 32 years. 
And now, now you're based in, did I see you moved to Texas? Uh, yeah, I moved it. I was, I lived in Texas last year, San Antonio. Uh, so my thought now was like, after I've been so many places, I wanted to, uh, you know, see what it's like to live in different parts of the country and, uh, you know, write about that experience. That'll be my, you know, after food and everything is to, you know, live everywhere and, you know, see what it's like to live in, live in different parts of the country. How many states have you visited so far? I've been to 45 states. 45 states. And do you pick up and actually live in that state for a while? Yes. Especially if I can do Uber because I already have a job. Is there, is there a, a problem with doing Uber from, can you just pick up and move to a new town and just become an Uber driver there? Or are there challenges to doing that? Um, it just depends on the person. I'm very self-reliant. I mean, it's just that I've, you know, pretty much been on my own, most of single mom. Uh, but I mean, a lot of my things, you know, I grew up, I had to grow up very early. Uh, so I'm used to doing things on my own and being, you know, being very responsible and being on my own. But for a lot of people, for the average person, that's that's a kind of a difficult thing is to just pick up and go somewhere you don't know anything about <laughs> and, you know, then to actually live it out. Um, so that's just something easy for me. But it just depends on the person. Um, certain states like California, New York, here in Nevada, and um, I believe Washington State, uh, you have to actually be a resident in those, places, in those states in order to work. So it's a little tricky. I could do it, but I wouldn't stay there that long because it's high. <laughs> it's high as hell. Gas prices, food prices. It's not, that's not one the place I would want to live. But if you even if you want to live in one of those places, I mean, by all means, you could do it. You know, you just switch everything over and become resident. It's not that hard. And some some areas where I did have to, like Chicago, uh, you just had to upload a document or something like you know, like a photo for the airport that was it and you can start working so it's it's you, you just have to call in and ask questions you know that's what they teach you in the military ask questions so when you were you in the military yes i was in the army. It, so you're used to picking up and moving no that wasn't i mean i was on that i went in in 2014 way before then i, I was used to doing that like i said single mom you know i had i haven't seen my father since i was five or six years old I have two sisters, so I'm the only male in the household. Got to take care of the family, so I mean, just used to doing that. I was already. What does your family think about what you're doing? Uh, at first, it was like a, um, which I knew it was it's just like, huh, really? My mom, she didn't want me to. Have, my first road trip was to California. She didn't want me to go because she saw boys in the hood. So she, you know, <laughs> like that was a, like I said, most of what you get is like if you see a movie or like TV, if you haven't been. Um, but I mean, they're very proud of me. Um, you know, it's like, it was like, one cause and, and that's what I say. Like, it's something that average person would do, especially like, you know, family members, friends that I know. It, it was like a, it was like a shock because they haven't, you haven't, you know, you don't hear it. Like, you don't hear that, you know, that every day, like I'm just going to pick up and take a road trip to uh, drive to California. You know, that's, that's usually a flight. That's what I say. I was like, I wanted to get out see these different places and um, experience different parts of the country which i know a lot of people that i know just you know haven't done you know it's just something i experienced growing up in my childhood and um, throughout my lifetime it's just I, I hadn't heard that like i got an rv you know you don't see you see movies <laughs> you see movies like you know uh uh, uh, uh was it family vacation 
you know, just from films like that. But you know, you don't think he can really do that. That's not on the top of the priority list. <laughs> you know, so I just wanted to do that for myself and that for uh, you know anyone, you know, if I have children, family, you know, they'll know that they can do these things. So I notice you are in your car as we're recording this. Do you, you don't live out of your car? Uh, yes, do you? I do. Most of the states I go, especially California. Yes, I do. That's how I'm able to go where I want and stay how long I want. And whatever I say. Has that created any problems along oh, the no, way? It's, it's, I, I, it's very fulfilling. Freedom. I can just pick up and whenever I decide to leave a city, I can just go. I don't have to go back to a, an apartment to pack up or, you know, get rent together or anything like that. That's one of the huge, biggest things that I found is when you ask someone to go on a vacation or if someone wants to take a trip out of town is I can't do it because I have to pay rent which is 60% of your income is mortgage rent over for your head. So I was just like, I decided to do away with an apartment and, you know, just living on the road, especially after paying 15 grand for this car, I paid it all. My car is paid all. So I'm, I'm going to use this car for whatever, all, every penny. <laughs> Does it make it difficult when you have to pick up a ride? Is there room in the car? I see there's a lot of stuff behind you in, in the picture. We're, we're, for those who don't know, we're doing this via Zoom. And so do, do the, your ride shares have to squeeze in with your goods in the back? Oh, no. That's what, you know, put it right in the trunk. Just hope they don't have luggage to carry. Put it in the front seat. If I go to the airport, pick it up, they have a suitcase, I put it right in front of the seat. I've had actually, when I first started doing this, that was like the main question. I would get, you know, from like even Uber drivers, because they thought about doing it. You know, put it in the trunk. Or if you got, you know, like a ride at the airport, well, put, put your suitcase in the front seat. I mean, as long as you can get that, they just worried about getting to where they got to go. You just got to put their bag in a, get it in the car and you get to go. And once, once I, once I start talking to the passenger, I'll let them know about my journey. And they're like, oh, so you, you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's just like, oh, okay, so you're driving around the country. You know, we have a conversation about my journey. You see what I'm saying? Do all the restaurants that you go to, do they know about what you're doing? Uh, yes, now, because last year I just came up with the name of Rashi. Like, I literally, like, when I started, it wasn't to do this. It was just to get out to see different parts of the country. Um, this I just kind of grew into this. And it was part of the plan. And last year I had to come up with a name. And someone asked me if I pitched a TV show, what would we call it? And I was like, Ride Share Foodies. So I was like, hmm, the Ride Share, which I thought the name was taken until I found that it wasn't. And this was around the uh, first shutdown, you know, March 17th, when the COVID started. That's when I came, that's when I came with the Ride Share Foodies, because I had to have a brand name. So now, you know, a lot more restaurants and people know because of, you know, the Ride Share Foodies, a catchy name. So there's a lot more people that know about it. So do they help you out and give you freebies for meals or do you still places, have to pay for them? Um, sometimes it is comp. Um, the biggest thing though is, uh, which I love is now if I go to some places, like you were asking me the original question about, uh, do I just stay in my car everywhere? Like people will offer me, like I was in Wichita, a guy offered me a place to stay for a month uh, throughout the holidays. Um, you know, sometimes it'll be locals that'll offer, you know, to buy me lunch or like, I just came from, you know, this, uh, Mexican, uh, kitchen, Mexican restaurant. And it was a local that took me out to lunch, uh, sometimes dinner. So, you know, it just depends. It's not just like if I go to a restaurant, sometimes locals that live in that city that'll offer to, you know, take me out or they want to meet me. So it's very incredible. It's really incredible. Finding food is not the hard part, but showering 
where do you shower and do all your bathroom stuff? I'm trying to be delicate here. Planet Fitness, gym. I've been to every yeah, been to every Planet Fitness nationwide. You know, like they, you know, they say Walmart nationwide, Planet Fitness nationwide. I think I've been to every Planet Fitness in every Walmart across the country. Are you a member or do you just got to oh, work no, your way member. in? I got the, you know, that, that, the, uh, you know, the, the top card, the VIP black membership, you know, and I can use it in every one of it. So that's awesome. Now, now, what experiences during your journey have surprised you the most? Police officer. Good or bad? Oh, great. great. Uh, I, I don't want to say necessarily surprised me, but just like if I, you know, like I would get like, um, and there's not nothing major, like, I have gotten pulled. This when I really, when I first started. Like, um, I remember one instance. I was in Dallas, and I was picking up an Uber trip, and a, a GPS told him, told me to make a U-turn, but I wasn't supposed to make a U-turn. So he pulled me over, and he came up to the car, and he was like, uh, he said, "Oh, don't just forget about it." He's like, "Yeah, I see you, Maryland. You know, you have Maryland plates." And he's like, "What are you doing all the way out here?" And I told him, I was like, "Yeah, I'm just driving around the country, checking out food, and uh, you know, sharing my experiences in each city." He's like, you know, because that's something you don't hear. It's like, I, I, I would love to be able to do that. Like, you just drive. You know, so he started, like, for, like, the the next 20, 25 minutes, giving me places to go eat. So that's mostly what I've got my interaction with police officers. Just They would give me recommendations to their places, favorite places. You know, so that has been incredible because that kind of stuff you don't see on TV. You're not going to see that on the news. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, the, the fact there there are a lot, of, unfortunately, a lot of homeless people in this country. And a lot of them tend to be living in their cars and they're not always that well welcomed when they go somewhere in their car. You know, when the police uh, find somebody living in their car, they tend to give them a hard time. I haven't gotten a hard time. Um, if anything, like I remember when I was in uh, Milwaukee, it would just be a heads up. So it'll someone will let me know that uh, certain areas that there'll be, you know, like someone homeless or like drug addicts that will shoot up in their car. And they'll just give me a heads up and let me know that, you know, I might want to leave the area. That's it. But you don't see that on TV. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't see that. I, but I'm, I'm guessing that you have probably seen a lot of things throughout this country that most of us don't get to see. The, and you seem to have a very positive attitude about what you've learned about this country. To what degree do you think that's because of your positive attitude? Because you seem pretty like a pretty positive guy. Yeah, very positive. Just uh, a, a very um, strong sense of reality. I think a lot of people are missing out on, you know, the reality of what's going on around the country or when you go to a certain city. Uh, you know, everyone, every, every, each person is different. Um, but it's just like a whole, it's a whole lot more, um, a whole lot more understanding and uh, people that are understanding and generous generous locals that'll look out for you, give you clothes off of their back, uh, give you places to stay. I mean, it's what some America's supposed to be, but like I said, like these kinds of things that I'm experiencing, unless I tell you, I'm like, you, I've never, rarely, rarely, you will hear about something good on the news, but it's usually everything bad, everything, you know, and that deters people go travel somewhere or go to a different city, especially if they feel uncomfortable. But, um, I mean, America's, <laughs> I mean, I would say it's, maybe like not even 1% of like the people that you meet are very negative. I want to say it's like 50, 50. It's more of like 1% of like bad people or a-holes. If you want to call them that 99% of the people that you meet or that you come in contact with are very generous people. 
I mean, it will look off. It's very, it's really incredible, like the experiences I've had for the last four years. And this has just been consistent, you know. So, like places I was told not to go, you know, throughout my life, my childhood, anything, or you know, don't want to go to this place. Like my favorite place has been Jackson, Mississippi. So when I tell people that, it's like a jaw drop because they don't believe. That is well because we never hear, we don't hear positive things about the South. Most of us who are from up north always hear, watch out for the South because they have a totally different way of looking at things, and you may not fit in. Yeah, it was the complete opposite. That was like my first, my first, first uh, state um, that I've been to. That was like, yeah, new, new territory. Like this is unknown territory. I've never been here. You know, the radio stations change. You know, like <laughs> everything changed. But when I got there, people were just so kind, you know, like really nice. Go to gas stations and people helped me out when I had a tire blowout on the highway. <laughs> had a tire blowout and I had to go to the gas station to ask for a tire shop. And, you know, people just wanted to make sure they looked out for you. That's what, it, you know, that's what it's supposed to be. But, you know, like a lot of people will remember movies. That's where you get a lot of the stuff, movies and things you've seen in like 1940, 1950, 1960. <laughs> you know, like it's still like that. People is it's a lot of people that really don't think that there's buildings or uh, a a city in some of these places. They really think that some of these places still have horses and it's just farmland and country land and there's no Toyotas or Nissans. There's people that really feel like that. Like you don't think there's. I've met people that I know people, even people I know back home, family that don't think that there's like it's a city. They have buildings, like, you know, in certain places, because you don't hear much about it. If it's not on TV, you know, like a Wichita, you know what I'm saying? The first thing, you know, you're going to hear is something that will crack about Wizard of Oz, you know? So, and when you get there, Wichita is, I'm like, this is interesting. I did not expect it to look like this. And that's that's been the, the I want to say, fantastic part about it is, it's like you don't know. It's you don't know what's gonna happen, and that's what I. That's where I find the positive in. Where I think some people look at it as negative, like I don't know what's gonna happen, or I don't know the neighborhoods, or I don't know the streets. Whereas I look at it as more of a, an adventure. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. It could be good. It could be bad. But it's. it's I mean, either or. I'm gonna come out with a story. There's gonna be a story I can tell. So it's been incredible. That's a great way to look at it. Now, now, let's talk food. What were some of your favorite foods growing up? Favorite foods growing up? Hmm. Pizza, chicken fingers and applesauce, uh, cereal, <laughs> uh, spaghetti, um, hamburgers. I just like I just love food and I cook. So just steak. I love a nice T-bone or ribeye steak. I like all kinds of food. I just don't like cheese. What? Mm-mm. Well, wait a minute. You said you like pizza. How can you have pizza without cheese? No, I said I like pizza. I know. I know what I said. And look, I can do pizza with mozzarella. Now but now that I'm older, because I didn't know at the time, I usually try to get light cheese, extra sauce, whatever. But any of the other kind of cheese, it's a no-go. It's a no-go. I do like pizza, but I don't like any other kind of cheese or anything. I call it the, the stinky. I don't like the stinky cheese taste. It's like that stinky cheese taste that I just, no. But I do like pizza. <laughs> I can understand that because I I do like seafood, but I don't like stinky seafood. 
I mean, if it's it's a usually, and that's that's a freshwater okay. fish is usually stinkier than the ocean fish, and those I can't eat. Somebody somebody said to me that that, that we eat with our eyes first. What foods, as the rideshare foodie, have you discovered that have made you perhaps uh, appreciate other cultures? That's a very good question. I had my first Vietnamese when I was in Mississippi. Actually, that was really interesting. My first pho. That was really good. But I've always appreciated other cultures. Um, that's one thing that always fascinated me. It's just people in different places. Um, but as far as like different uh, South, you know, there's different parts of India or different parts of um, different kinds of Indian cuisine. So you have South, you know, just learning these different things. Korean, you have a lot more of that in uh, San Francisco, Korean, Vietnamese, um, Filipino. You know, that's something I've just been getting on is Filipino cuisine as of a month ago. So I'm getting to experience so many different um, different cuisines and uh, meeting different uh, cultures of people. I met a guy in Tur- from Turkey. So it, it's, it's just been incredible. So, no, the guy you met from Turkey, did he have his own nah, restaurant? No, nah, I'm just talking food? about Turkey. He, li- he actually lives in my hometown, Baltimore. He, he works at, no, it's the food that he has at the restaurant is just like ribs. It's like a, a neighborhood bar is ribs. But we sit down and talk about Turkey. He said, yeah, one day you got to go. I was like, okay, cool. And put it on my list, but he didn't have it. Wasn't like a Turkish, you know, cuisine anything at the restaurant, you know, stuff. But things like that, I'll have interactions with people from other countries that live here. When I was talking to him, it made me want. I'm like, man, I might, have, I might have to check Turkey out. I never. So once I do start doing international, that'll be my thing. It's just I like going places a lot of people don't talk much about. Why I don't hear much about. Does if that's does that make sense? Like you know, you often hear people. Yeah, I like to pick places like Denmark or Samoa, Samoa or. I would like to I'd like to go places that a lot of people I don't want to say haven't been, but I don't hear much, a lot of people talk about. I'm going to vacation, or I'm, I want to go experience. So Peru. Yeah, well, I, sure. I don't, I don't want to go someplace I've been on vacation. I want to discover new places. That's that's the fun exactly. of traveling. What's the most exotic thing you've eaten on the road that you had never in your life contemplated trying? Yeah, octopus. I went to Mexico. I want to say that was probably the most exotic thing. I haven't had anything like that was like far out frog legs. I had that in Texas. Tastes like chicken. Hell no, it ain't tastes like chicken. That, no, it did not taste new. No. If anybody tell you that, the thing that did, I, I've had that, but I, um, gator, gator bites. I had gator bites. That tasted more like chicken than, you know, frog legs. I had that, but I mean, the way it came out, I, I like, yeah, I like the way it. frog legs actually, it actually came out like frog legs. They look like frog legs. But it was gonna hop off the tape. But I tried it nonetheless. It was, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Yeah, that's not gonna be my thing. I just like to have fun. I'm just happy for. I'm happy for it. Everyone. It's just so many people that have so many amazing stories. You get to hear about pretty much everyone's journey. Why they started doing what they do, or why they doing what they do. Even if they don't have a business, you know, I get to talk to people who have, may have a ranch, or somebody who has a, you know, like a farm where they, you know, do their own produce. And, just all kinds of people, people that own antique shop. Popular thing is the food and everything. I'm also getting to have these other kinds of experiences. I got invited to a family-owned uh, movie theater in South Dakota. It's like, we well, you know, you, you know, it's not food or anything like that, but anytime you want to come and relax, come down movie theaters. Locally owned, family, been in, you know, you know, I'm getting to have all these different kinds of experiences, and a lot of it's just from reaching out to people, or, you know, you know, what I mean, just being a nice person. I guess I don't know. You've been doing this for how long exactly? This now? Is my fourth year. Your fourth year. So how how did the pandemic change what you're to doing? To your question, um, I mean, it changed. I mean, in a positive way because it's not many people out. Well, especially at the time when it was you know a major shutdown. But 
a lot of those places that would have those, you know, uh, packed, crowded, long lines, or it was like a two-hour wait. You know, there's nobody out, or a lot of people, you have people home that are doing takeout or delivery, so I just walk and pick it up. So it has been a positive for me, needless to say. I don't want to, and most of the time I stay in my car. I'm not really, you know, going out much. What would you tell people who have a negative view of the United States? Try something new. Try to meet someone new. Try to, you know, experience someone new. Or even you can just Google or, you know, research a city you may have not been or some different part of the country that you haven't been. So uh, just look look it up. Um, just say, yeah, each day is not promised. Not going to be here forever. Me personally, it's just I want to get get as much of what I can off this earth before I leave. I don't want to divisiveness or uh, someone else's perspectives or opinions influence what I want to do. So I just say get out and try something, something new and uh, try to meet somebody uh Somebody of a different culture from a different country, if you can. Just something. Just do something different or something out of your norm. As an adult, as an adults, we tell children, especially if you have children, don't be a follower, be a leader. You know, be someone important, be yourself. But as a lot of a lot of adults, we follow what anyone tells us to do. You know, you watch TV and all of the technology and stuff you have, we have now. A lot more people that are influencing people to behave a certain way or to have attitudes or uh, biases. Uh, uh, against our prejudices against other people. Isn't it very interesting? You know, as adults, you know, we tell kids this, but we don't follow these. How long do you think you're going to keep doing this? I would say, like, I'm just seeing where I'm enjoying it right now. Once I finish off 50 states, plan to do like, well, this, well, actually this year is when, because they're supposed to be opening up events, I plan to do more appearances. So that means like going to different, um, if they have like the Renaissance Festival, you know, or like um, Eats of St. Louis, you know, going to, you know, different events and stuff like that. And then next year I want to do tailgates. Well, I really appreciate your time doing this. And I'm, I'm going to be following your adventures and maybe we can reconnect at some point down the road. If you enjoyed this program, please subscribe and like us on social media and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Life Slices is produced by Beat Dick Ravens Productions, all rights reserved. Music courtesy of Fesleyan Studios. 